All right, hello and welcome to Douglasville Impact, our community podcast, and we've got another great episode coming at you today with some cool information and some great special guests. So let's go ahead and just introduce everybody on the screen real quick. Joining us once again over to this side of me is Miss Haley Chapman. Hello. Down in the lower corner, we have Mr. Chris Dixon. Hello. And hello, everyone. <laughs> and joining us in our, our guest uh, square down there is Miss Katie Hilbert with Douglas County Casa. Hey, Katie. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. We're going to talk to Katie a little bit later in the show about some great things that uh, she does and the things that are going on in the community. But let's start off by jumping right in and talking about some things that are going on, some news that's happening in and around the city and the county and the area. So what is going on around the town, Mr. Dixon? Well, we had our Employee Service Awards this um, past week, and uh, there were some employees that were recognized for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, and one individual that was uh, recognized for 40 years of service to the city of Douglasville. That's pretty cool. That is really cool, actually. And also, the police department named their... Um, employees of the year and in different areas there at the police department. The first one was their civilian employee of the year. That was Joan Davidson, who is the receptionist and GCIC clerk. That stands for Georgia Crime Information Center. And um, she was recognized as the PD civilian employee of the year. She's the uh, person up in the fishbowl we call it it's the front of uh, the pd safety complex who's greets you and gets you to the right place where you need to go so of course thanks to all her hard work for the pd and she makes that great first impression when you go there yeah um the officer of the year was stephanie young and she has only been with the uh, Dugsville Police Department about a year. But she's made quite an impression. So um, congratulations to Stephanie Young, the PD Officer of the Year. And then the Supervisor of the Year was Lieutenant Ashley Sanders. And uh, he's been around quite a while. So thanks to him yeah. as well for his service to the city. And... Um, 26 years ago, the city of Douglasville hired Miss Susan Littlefield as our city attorney. And so Susan is celebrating those 26 years of service to the city. And she was also named as our employee of the year for the city of Douglasville. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. And um, that's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. 26 uh, years. Wow. And that's so she's the assistant city attorney, and the one that you said was that's, had been here for 40 years is actually 40 our, years our city attorney. Is Joel the city Dodson. attorney Joel so Dodson? Yeah, a solid legal department for a pretty good while <laughs> 40 years. Wow, yeah, so there's been cons some consistent lawyering going on in the city. So, yeah, <laughs> so thanks to all those people who make the city of Douglasville great. Um, we feel like we have really good people that work here and seems a lot of people agree with that. So we, we have a great team led by our city manager, Marsha Hampton, and the mayor and council. And so we do our best and 
we're always happy to help the citizens of Douglasville however we can. So, Awesome. Is that all of our news? That's all the, That's news. All the news. It's the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> We're focusing more on events at this point, right? So that's where we'll go to Haley. Haley's got some fun holiday activities, right? Christmas was not canceled. We're still having Christmas. We're still having holiday season, right? It is not canceled, no. <laughs> so I hope everyone's having a really great holiday season so far. We here at the city of Douglasville are. Uh, we're in the midst of celebrating our Douglasville Celebration of Lights. If you missed it, last weekend was our virtual uh, tree lighting ceremony. And it was also followed this year by a message from Santa. You can watch that at our YouTube page, mycitytv.com. Also, we had the Deck the Homes contest where Douglas County citizens got to submit their their decorated homes. And so the winners will be posted on Facebook. So be sure to check that out too, because there was a lot of really great submissions this year. Currently going on though, is our Main Street Facade Contest. So while you're exploring downtown Douglasville, we invite you to check out all the local businesses, like their decorations, and you get to vote for it online at douglasvillega.gov celebration of lights and you can click on the main street facade contest section and voting ends december 21st so while you're going around exploring the downtown businesses you can grab like a nice hot beverage and grab the family make sure you mask up and walk around and explore all the lights that we're going to have in downtown douglasville it's going to be a really great experience the displays are going up they're going to be up yeah. now, so yeah. they're up now. I was just yeah. like, uh, over by the plaza, and there's there's garland lights everywhere. There's a giant wreath all lit up. Yeah, super excited, and it's a nice like safe way too that you can like walk through and just take your time as a family and just really enjoy the the Christmas decor and the Christmas spirit. You don't have to gather in a large groups or anything. Just you and your family can go out and walk around outside. Uh, enjoy the lights, enjoy the, the decorated facades and stuff. Yeah, it's a nice time. The giant, the tree is awesome. The tree looks great at night. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I was telling my uh, my dad came down to Doug, downtown Douglasville and he was like, you know, where's the convention center? Where do I park? And I was just like, look for the tree. You won't miss it. <laughs> so love that tree. <laughs> so also um, with the Celebration of Lights, a little fun tidbit that City of Douglasville is doing. We're helping to deliver letters to Santa this year. Santa's secretaries here at the city are going to help uh, write Santa back. So make sure you drop off your letter. We have a North Pole mailbox, an official North Pole mailbox, located at the downtown Douglasville Conference Center. Or you can submit your letter online at our website, douglasvillega.gov, letters from Santa. So try to get your letters in before December 18th, and that's just to ensure there's enough time to get it to Santa and get the mail back. So He can only write so fast. A lot of letters coming in. So the sooner you get them in, the more likely he's able to actually get a response back. Because we can only help with the delivery part. He's going to do all the writing, and that's a lot of kids. It is. So, yeah, so try, try awesome. to get them in. 
And the mailbox is right up under the tree, pretty much. It's right, right by the tree. So again, oh, can't miss it. Yeah. Looking for the mailbox? <laughs> just look for the tree. It's right at the bottom. Yeah. Well, that's it for the Celebration of Lights. Yeah, that's fun stuff. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So make sure you get out there and enjoy it all. Um, so also speaking of Christmas, the PD Toy Drive is going on currently. It's a toy drive to benefit children in need. You can drop off a unwrapped or and unused toy at either the Douglasville Police Department or Ike Owings Community Center. And the police department has partnered with the Parks and Rec Department. So if you drop off a toy at Ike Owings between December 1st and 31st, you have the opportunity to win $100 off your next event at Ike Owings. So really awesome. Like give, give and get. Like that's a really, you know, a great opportunity while also uh, – Helping children in need. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Is that all of our Christmas activities? That is all of our Christmas activities, but not all of our activities in general. Okay. (laughs) Yes. But wait, there's more. (laughs) So we do have um, the Parks uh, Parks and Rec Department, speaking of which, is inviting the community to a virtual community input um, on December December 15th, a Tuesday at 6.30. They want the community to come and review the draft goals and help the parks program just become more equitable for all. So if you need a link to this Zoom meeting, it can be either found on our Facebook or on our website. Right. Yeah, there's a Facebook so event 15th. on our Facebook page and the website. Yeah, so that's that'll be a Zoom meeting. Uh, it'll be a virtual meeting. Uh, where everyone can log in and listen and hear and, uh, and they'll take some questions and get some answers and stuff. So this is where, you know, all, all the plans and, and thing and studies and stuff that the city has had going on. Uh, the great part is we've been really proactive trying to make sure that we have as many of these community meetings as possible so that we can get that community input to make sure that, you know, the things that we're putting in the community, the things we're putting in the parks are the things that the community wants in the park. So this is your chance to be heard and make your voice heard and uh, throw out some ideas on how to, how to make our parks better. So yeah, your input is vital. That's right. Well, this is not an event, but the sanitation department would like to make sure everyone knows that there's a modified sanitation, sanitation schedule for Christmas. The sanitation department will be closed on Thursday, December 24th, Christmas Eve and December 25th, Christmas Day. Woo! So the Wednesday route will be picked up on Tuesday, the 22nd, and the Thursday route will be picked up on Wednesday, the 23rd. So make sure you get all your Amazon, you know, trash and little tidbits of gift, you know, wrapping paper into the trash on Wednesday and Thursday. Sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> And all that information, you know, can be found on the website as well in case. Uh, www.douglasvillega.gov. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Okay. What else? That's what else it. is going on? <laughs> That's it? Okay. Yes, that is it. <laughs> That's enough. That's a lot yeah. of stuff. That's awesome. Well, great. Great job, everybody. Um so, yeah, if you have questions about any of the events, you can check the Facebook page. A lot of them are over there, but everything is on the website. Uh, that's that's what Chris takes care of down there, making sure that everything everything gets on the website. 
So it's all good there. So let's go ahead and introduce uh, Katie Hilbert. Uh, uh, thanks for joining us again, Katie, uh, and talking to us today. So you are with Douglas County Casa, right? So um, yes. So our, our official um, name is Children's Voice Casa, but Douglas County Casa is a name we often go by. Right. Right. So so Casa is a bigger. So the the, the Children's Voice is our kind of our local local, local affiliate. Uh, so excellent. So let's just start off by uh, introducing, uh, tell us a little bit about you, but tell us about, well, tell us about CASA in general, what that means for people who might not know, and then what, what our, our local Children's Voice affiliate does in our community. Sure. Yeah, so I just, um, first I want to say thank you for having me today. Um, this is my first podcast, so I'm really excited to be here. Um, and I was so happy to hear about all the different events um, going on, especially the toy drives. Um, I know that a lot of community members are coming together to help our most vulnerable members of our community, our children. And that's really what I'm here to talk about today. Um, so um, as Jason said, my name is Katie, and I've been the director of Children's Voice Class. Um, since 2012, um, and it's been a wonderful uh, experience for me to join this community and really put in the um, time and energy uh, to make our program a, a stellar program. And so, um, so CASA is it's, it's an acronym for Court Appointed Special Advocates. And so it doesn't mean house, even though that does mean house in Spanish, <laughs> but we, are, we all are about um, home and families. So it does, it does really fit. Um, and as Jason mentioned, um, we are the Douglas County affiliate. Um, we are a, an affiliate in good standing with our national CASA program, as well as our Georgia CASA program. And so nationally, there are um, over 950 programs in all 50 states and in Washington, DC. Um, and in Georgia, there are 47 programs. And, um, and what's neat about CASA is that um, we're, we're broken into judicial circuits. So Douglas County is its own judicial circuit. So we serve Douglas County, um, which has just been an awesome opportunity. And so what we do is we recruit, screen, and train community volunteers to advocate for children and youth who are in foster care. So what that means is when um, children are in an unsafe situation in their homes um, and they need to be removed from their homes, that starts a dependency case in the juvenile court. And when um, the juvenile judge um, sees that there's, you know, this new child and they're coming into foster care, um, they appoint a court-appointed special advocate. And that, that is our job to get to know the child, to get to know the family, um, to interview folks involved in the child's life. So the teachers, doctors, therapists, um, and then we gather that information for the judge. We compile a report um, with unbiased information and our recommendations for what's in that child's best interest. And then we um, attend court with the child um, and we provide that report to the judge to help her make um, the best decisions possible for the child. And so we, um, we advocate for different therapies. Um, we advocate for safety measures for the family. Um, and the goal obviously is to rectify those safety situations, to um, help the family become more stable and um, 
if at all possible, have that child rejoin the family in a safe situation. So that's a lot of information <laughs> and a kind of uh, simplified version. Um, but we have been here in Douglas County since 1999. Um, so we have worked with over 800 children and families in Douglas County. We have trained over 300 CASA volunteers um, and we're going strong, even in 2020 in this virtual world. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So you guys, you guys are staying super busy. Um, yeah. Yes, serving uh, really the kids of our community, but the families in, in general. I mean, your 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 focus is the children, but it's really the whole family because that's what's best for the, the the kids. Or, like you said, to try to try to mend those families if, if possible. So that's awesome. So that's great. So you guys are constantly working in the community. Um, what have you seen this year? How has this year been? You know, this year has been different for everyone. Uh, everyone that we've talked to has, you know, this year has been special. So how have you guys seen some special situations this year? How has it been different for you guys? Yes, it's it's been um, much different than any year, honestly. Obviously, I think that's across the board. Um, I heard a great um, analogy that we're we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats, right? And some folks don't even have a boat. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's where our children and families are often. And so a lot of stress and strain is on them. Um, but what we've been able to do is um, we, so let me take a step, sorry. Our training um, for our volunteers is typically 40 hours of um, pre-service training. And that means classroom training. So we've gone completely virtual. Um, all of our training is online now, um, and all of our advocacy is online now. Um, prior, uh, prior to COVID, we would require our volunteers to see our children at least once a month in person. Um, but because of safety, um, uh, our volunteer safety and our children's health and safety is our utmost priority. We're doing all virtual um, visits with our children, um, and we're doing virtual court as well. So um, the Supreme Court of Georgia has been issuing um, judicial emergencies since March, um, and they keep extending it for obvious reasons. So our court has gone completely virtual, um, which in many ways has been a benefit to our volunteers because often our volunteers do work full-time and being able to attend virtually has eased some of that burden. Um, and it's also eased some of the burden on our families as well, because you know, if, if you are working an hour job you might not be able to get off for work you know off of work to attend court or you may not have reliable transportation and so that that has been a positive I will say <laughs> it's been um, and I don't think many folks can say that that there's a lot of positive that's come with COVID but I think um, there's been more um, uh, participation for our families um, because of it and so I'm hoping that even when we get back in person um, that there will still be some some technology usage to help or, uh, ease that burden um, and so yeah so we will I imagine we will continue to be virtual we will continue to do virtual trainings we'll continue to do virtual hearings um, and virtual visits with our children at least for the foreseeable future um, and I think that it's it's been 
um, a challenge, but it, you know, we are continuing to go strong. There is a need in the community for volunteers and we're doing our best to adapt to, to meet that need. So I would encourage um, folks that are interested in possibly volunteering with us to start that process by going to our website and filling out an online um, application. Our website is douglascountycasa.org and that's where you begin. Um, We won't start our next training until after the first of the year, but we we do typically have four training sessions a year, one each quarter, um, and that allows for the 40 hours of training as well as about five hours of court observation that is needed before you can be an official sworn officer of the court. Nice, nice. Yes, and and that's what, you know, so you you talk about, being able to adapt, I think that's been kind of the, that's, that's been the go-to thing in 2020 has you know, we've all had to adapt somehow and you guys have obviously adapted and made it still work. So you can still serve, um, the kids of the community and stuff. And we also have been trying our best to look at the bright side of things. You know, we're generally a positive group over here. Uh, so we love it when we hear, um, some things that are positive outcomes where, you know, we, Hey, we've had to adapt and do you know, this that we didn't normally do, but it's turned out to be a blessing because we, we've been able to do more, you know, or the workload has, 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 we've been able to, you know, do better work or more efficient work because of having to make this change that we might not have made before. Um, so I think some efficiencies are going to come out of this whole year that we're going to come out and say, hey, that, that worked really a lot better than what we were doing. So we love hearing stories like that. <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously, we would love to be in person. We love um, being able to embrace our volunteers and embrace our children and families. But, you know, we, we take safety very seriously. You know, it's um, adapt is definitely probably the word for 2020 (laughs) Um, and just making sure that we're doing everything we can do to fulfill our role, to support our children um, and making sure that they have a safe, permanent home as quickly as possible and not allowing, you know, the pandemic to slow that process. And so what I'm hearing, uh, your biggest need as an organization then, uh, is it volunteers? Yes. So, um, we are always, we are always, um, recruiting volunteers. Um, you know, that our volunteers haven't been immune from the pandemic either. Mm -hmm. Um, we've have had some volunteers who've had to step away to, um, meet their own family's needs, which is absolutely understandable. Um, and so we are asking if you have um, a few extra hours, if you're interested in, in learning how to become a VASA, CASA volunteer, that would encourage you to do so. Um, we are also actually in the process of, um, of recruiting our uh, our 2021 CASA partners, um, which is for um, businesses, but also individuals who would want to support CASA financially um, for the year of 2021. We just do a one-time ask. It's a one-time tiered financial support. Then we won't come back to you time and time and again to ask you for <laughs> ask you for, for donations for different fundraisers that we do because we are a nonprofit organization um, and we do have to have um, the support staff to make sure that our children and families are being served and so. So um, we've been very supported from the community for, you know, since 1999, but we have seen some donations drop off. Um, and so we are looking to, to recruit some businesses who would like to be a part of, of our program for 
the year 2021. Nice, very, very nice. Yes. Uh, excellent. So well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, add out, add your information to show notes and share it out so people can connect with you if they want to volunteer, but also, yeah, if they want to donate and help support you guys, that'd be great. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. If people are watching and they're like, you know, hey, I, I, I want to get involved. I want to volunteer, but they're not quite sure what the involvement level is. Or, so what, what do you guys look for in a volunteer? What kind of minimum requirements are you looking for? Or do you need to know anything? Or is it just got to have that's, the right heart for it? That's or, a great question. So our, our major requirements is you have to be 21 or older. Um, and then you also have to agree to go through some background screening, um, because of the level of, um, autonomy you have as a volunteer, as well as the um, level of access you have to children and their information. Um, we are very rigorous about that screening. So you do, we do ask that a, um, you have an FBI background check, which is um, fingerprinting done at a local um, provider. Um, we also do um, local background screening. We do sex offender registry screening, um, as well as child abuse registry screening. And so, um, but you don't have to have any specific education. Um, we do train you on all of that. You don't have to have, you know, a, a degree in child welfare <laughs> or uh, any type of education. We, we will train you. Um, and really, you just have to have a heart for, for children, um, the most vulnerable children in our community. Um, and you have to be willing to learn new things, um, stretch your mind, learn about um, a system that has um, negatively impacted our children and families and, and be willing to be part of that solution. Nice. Very, very nice. And what, what about, what about just kind of like a, uh, a time commit or what uh, is this? Sure. You've got a regular so, nine to five job. Can you still find time to do this? Yes, absolutely. I think most of our volunteers do work full time. Um, surprisingly, a lot of folks think they might not have that time. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, we do have that um, pre-service training that you have to go through before you actually become a volunteer, which is 40 hours. Um, and then after that, though, um, really, when you're doing your advocacy work, that's on your time schedule. So if that works in the evenings or on the weekends for you and you're making calls or you're making visits, that's you do you do that on your time frame. Um, and the only other time that we ask that you be present anywhere is when um, there are court hearings. And we don't schedule the court hearings, <laughs> the juvenile court of Douglas County schedules those, but you know ahead of, ahead of time, way in advance. Um, and uh, we give you plenty of warning, we give you plenty of support. Um, and now with, with the court hearings being virtual, you know, it may just be 30 minutes of your time versus in, um, you know, before COVID, when you would actually go to the courthouse and maybe sit there for a few hours waiting for your hearing to be called. Yeah. So in that way, it has gotten a lot more efficient for our volunteers. And, and we really appreciate that the court system is extending themselves um, by being virtual and allowing us to participate that way. That's awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's that. You know, obviously, the work you guys are doing is is super important to our community and to uh, the families and in our community. So we thank you for that. Uh, is there anything else yes. that you want to tell us about what, what you guys are doing or, or any other ways that we can help or? Um, so, yeah, so uh, if you have it in, in your heart to become a volunteer, I'd absolutely encourage you to do that. Um, or if you can be a volunteer, if you would like to um, be a financial supporter, we'd 
we definitely always need that. Um, additionally, one other thing that I didn't mention that we do always do at the Christmas season um, is that we support our local foster parent association um, to fulfill uh, Christmas wish lists for all of our children in foster care. So um, each child is asked to um, uh, give us five five items that they want. Um, and then we work with um, local sponsors to fulfill each of those lists. And I was just over at, at the Department of Family and Children's Services helping do that uh, this past weekend. And I will say it is full of wonderful donations from a local community level. And we are fulfilling um, over 225 wish lists mm -hmm. to wow. foster care. So um, it's been you know, it's a small consolation, but it is bringing joy to children who are outside of their homes um, this Christmas season. And I just wanted to thank all of those supporters. Um, and if that's something you'd be interested in supporting us next Christmas, I would encourage you, please get in touch with me. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think people can kind of overlook how important that could be to a kid that's in a special situation, you know, and they're feeling down right now. And especially, and it's, it's Christmas, you know, so just a little something can make the world of difference in a child to a child this time of year. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So, well, thank you again for all the work that you're doing and for all that you do here in our community. And we will share out your information and hopefully uh, get you some extra support and help next year. So that's great. So yes, thank you. Yeah. So thank you. And thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing with us uh, and for all that you're doing. Thank you, Haley and Chris as well for uh, coming in, in today and sharing all the great information and news and activities so we can get out and celebrate the holiday season. And thank you to everyone who is joining us and watching and listening to the, today's uh, episode. So definitely find the information about uh, Douglas County Casa uh, and about from Katie and stuff in our show notes and find a way to connect with them and help support all the great work that they're doing for the families of our community. So thank you to everyone. And this is probably going to be our last episode for the holiday season. So, uh, you know, happy holidays. Uh, come out, enjoy the lights, enjoy the activities going in and on in and around town. And we will see you in the new year. All right. All right. <laughs> it's got to get better. Happy right? holidays. Yes. Happy holidays. <laughs>